The chase is on. So the points keep flowing. Oh, what a play. I need to see from a different angle. Wow. Can you believe that? Well, you've stumbled across this fantastic podcast. It's the Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast with Nick Callum and Riley. It's that time of week again. Hello, welcome back to Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast. Joining you, as always, Nick Callum and Riley. Boys, welcome back. How's it going? How's it going? Good, lads. Good. This episode, we're going to um, dive deep into the final four teams that we haven't spoken about yet. First up, we're going to talk about the Rabbitohs. Callum, team list for the Rabbitohs, please, mate. Team list. All right. The potential team list at the fullback position will be Blake Taff. On the wings, Alex Johnson and also Jackson Paulo. In the centres will be Tiano Milne and Campbell Graham. Cody Walker and Lachlan Ilias will be in the halves. Mark Nichols, Tavita Totola will be the front rowers. Damien Cook will be the hooker. Keon Kolomatungi, Jai Arrow will be the edge forwards. Cameron Murray will be starting at lock. 14 will be S. Havili. 15, Jacob Host. 16, Thomas Burgess. 17, Liam Knight. Bit of a interesting lineup, isn't it? It's a bit different from last year. Yeah. Couple of names in there that are familiar with NRL fantasy from my team last year or people I was considering. Uh Nick, g'day, mate. I'm gonna start things off with you. Who do you think could be good potential players to add into your team? Right. Well, I'll start with the hooker Damian Cook. He's priced at 767k, which is uh, a 62 break even. So he's probably the gun hooker in the competition, like in probably in the top two or three, you'd probably say him, Harry Grant, maybe Reed Marnie or someone else. But he's very expensive. I think he's the most expensive hooker actually available. Actually, no, Reed Marnie, I think it's just above yeah, him. Yeah, Reed Marnie. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, his average last year was 59.4 with 44 tackles and 2.1 tackle breaks. To be honest, last year he didn't really have a strong season in terms of his try scoring ability. Usually he's able to break the line a little bit and score. He didn't really score many tries last year. And again, this year he's probably going to be playing 80 minutes, I'm assuming. I don't think Havili is going to play at hooker. Damian Cook usually in the past has played 80 minutes. He's, he's a genuine you know, gun in fantasy, has been for a number of years now. And his highest score, he did break over 100 last year, got 101. So he has got the potential to score really big, especially if he scores a try. I think this year as well, South might be finishing a bit lower on the table since they've lost a couple of players, you know, Adam Reynolds and so, you know, a couple other players like Jane Sewer and their forward line. So I feel like they, they might do a bit more defending this year slightly, and that could increase his tackling and get his points scoring up there a little bit more. Uh, in 2020, so two seasons ago, he averaged 65.5 and he had about an extra three or four tackles per game. So I think that's probably where he'll be at this year, maybe in the low 60s again. So I'm thinking about just starting with Damian Cook and keeping him the whole year. Uh, I think he's a gun player. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that, Cal Riley? Good shout, mate. Yeah, look, if I, I think if you're not going to be starting with Harry Grant, then the other best option would be Cook. So if, if yeah, I, I'd say he'd probably be the marquee uh, hooker to have in your side. And I'll also um, point out one more player before I hand over to Callum for more discussion of the South team. Um, Lachlan Ilias playing at halfback. Well, he's got the start anyway this year. Priced at 300k and 24 break even. We only played one game last year. He got 31 points, 178 kick meters. He had five missed tackles though in that game. So I feel like if he just fixes up his defense and 
plays a few more NRL games, he'll, you know, as he gets used to it, he'll miss less tackles probably and add to his scoring as he as he progresses through the year. So I think he should at least average in the mid-30s, probably upwards of there. South are a pretty decent team again. You know, they're not going to be they're not going to be right up there, I don't think, but they're not going to be a bad team. They're going to be in the top eight. So yeah, I'd probably pick him at the start. They do have a bad run to start the season. It's yeah, like a little bit of a harder run, but mm. I think if you have him, he'll make some cash for you probably over the probably at least over the first ten weeks. He might he might have a slow start to the year, but then I reckon he'll he'll increase after that. Could we just jump back to the hooker position really quick? There's the reduced salary cap, and when I was going through and making my team, I found it really hard to um, get decent players while also trying to balance positions with the better players is the hooker position a vital position in your fantasy team to have someone expensive who will make points or would you rather get someone cheaper and then say put money into your edge or uh, your halfback and centers and that i'd say the hooker position isn't as relevant as what it used to be it's still pretty relevant though if you don't well my advice is if you don't start with a good hooker it's going to be hard later on to get someone good in i found that difficult last year when I had Jake Turpin in my team he, he was um someone that didn't uh, really set the world on fire as I thought he would and I got him in and obviously got him out straight away and it was a bit difficult to then bring in a gun in the hook position I don't think I did that until the middle of the season last year unfortunately mm. but yeah if they're pretty important anyone that really plays in the middle in fantasy is always gonna be a, a good scorer okay Nick All what's right. your thoughts yeah, I was going to say um, hooker position is generally someone who scores well. And I think there's a bit of a gap between like the good hookers and like the second tier hookers. I would say maybe a couple of years ago, there was a lot of hookers who scored really well. But now I, I feel like it might be hard, yeah, as Callum said, to get them in later on, especially with the reduced salary cap. So I'd, I'd start with a gun probably in the hooker spot for sure. All right. So last episode or a couple of episodes ago, we we're talking about Randall from the Newcastle Knights. Is he someone that's going to be potentially a good pick or would you rather go for someone like Grant? I'd probably go Grant and Randall if you can. Okay. I have seen a few people who haven't got a gun hooker and just gone with Randall as their starting hooker, which is probably fine, but you could find yourself maybe missing out on some points there, even though you're saving money on the salary cap. I'm not sure how much Chris Randall's actually going to make as a cash cow anyway. So yeah, I would go I'll try and get both. I'll try and get Randall in a, in a gun hooker probably. All right. Yeah, I agree. All right. Good stuff. Sorry for uh, interrupting lads. Cal, we're going to go to you, mate. Yeah, mate. So um, I was interested as in the, uh, the people that Nick spoke about as well. A few other options that we have to discuss uh, one of them is Latrell Mitchell. So this year he's priced on, well, priced at 671000 He averaged 55.2 points a game last year and he's got a break even of 54. He's owned by 1.7% of people at the moment, which I think that's still a little bit high considering he's not playing until round three. Look, he, he'll probably lose some points this year at fullback. He relies on tackle bus for his huge scores and scoring tries. Last year he had a few scores in the 70s and 80s, but this year I don't expect him to get anywhere near that. And look... When he comes back into the side round three, he'll probably, well, he's up against the Storm and then the Panthers, I believe. So that's going to be two big games and hard games that he'll come up against straight away. And I don't think he'll be uh, a decent option this year. He might be a pod later in the season, but at this stage, I wouldn't be looking into him. Uh, another person who was a pretty good scorer last year and is the Rabbitohs' new captain this year is Cameron Murray. Uh, he was priced, he's priced at 749000 average 57.6 points a game last year. And at the moment, he's currently got a break even at 60. He'll be a top-tier middle forward uh, throughout the season. Um, he will probably play anywhere from 65 to 80 minutes. Might even get more closer to the 80 minutes now that he's the captain. 
of the side and he'll be playing at lock. He should average around 60 points a game and even more if he plays 80, obviously. I don't think his points be overly affected. He's a player who gets through a lot of work defensively and will probably consistently get a few tackle busts as well as offloads. So he'd probably be a good option to have in your side at some point, maybe look to get him in after the origin origin period. Um, another interesting option, which wasn't in the predicted team list from Fox, is Isaiah Tass. Now, he's a center. He's at the bottom price, so he's 220000 He's got a break-even 18, and he's owned by the 17.6% of people at the moment. He hasn't played in the NRL before, but if he gets a crack and if he comes into the team after Dane Gagai has moved to the Newcastle Knights, then mm. he could be a, um, a decent option considering how Gagai scored last year with... Um, scoring tries and everything. If it can be similar to that, then he'll probably be a good option to have on your side and will make you some um, fast cash. And uh, another person, which Nick, I might um, ask you to talk about him here as well, is Blake Taff. Now, he's priced at 330000 He's currently averaging 20.4 points. And he's got a break-even of 27. And he's owned by 16.8% of people. Do you think, Nick, that he'll get a, uh, a spot in the team I think he'll probably be on the bench, but do you think he'll have a spot in the team once the troll comes back in? I think he, he potentially could. He might be number 14 on the interchange as a utility, or he might even sneak into the center spot or something like that, or maybe maybe in the halves. But I think Lachlan Elias is going to get that spot for a while. Yeah. So he, most likely he'll probably be 14. There's an outside chance he might might be it might be in the centers, which would ruin the TAS cash cow option. <laughs> It would, yeah. But, yeah, I, I, I don't know. So if he goes to interchanges, scoring is going to go down. He, he didn't score very well last year when he started anyway. Um, as you said, he only averaged like 20 points. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't think – I think he'll have a spot in the team, but I don't think it'd be fantasy relevant. As you said, there's like nearly 20% of teams have him at the moment, so which is a bit of a interesting statistic there. And they, they do have a tough run to start the season as well. Yeah, and he's – if he does get that center spot, he won't be able to actually be a center in your team because he's already got the dual position. And once they have dual position, obviously they can't get a uh, another position added on in NRL fantasy. So he's half and winger fullback at the moment. So if he if he does get a center starting spot, then it won't won't be too good for your team. But he could be someone that you could just have maybe in your emergencies in case someone goes down. All right, final thoughts on the Rabbitohs before we move on. Yeah, I've got a player I might just mention, or maybe a couple of players. They're, they're not really owned very highly on fantasy at the moment, so that's why I thought I'd mention them. Yep. One is Jai Arrow, a, a former Titan, Riley, you might know. Yes. And Queensland, great. <laughs> Brilliant, um, mate. Brilliant. 554K, so that's priced at 44. Now, he's expected to start in the second row on an edge. He averaged 43 last year, but his points per minute, is 0.9, which is pretty high. So I, I was thinking, well, maybe he might be a very high scorer considering he gets a start this year because a lot of games last year he came off the bench yep. and played like a lock role or on an edge sometimes. So I thought he might play over 50 minutes this year. And last year when he played those two games over 50 minutes starting at edge, he got a 50 and a 53. And in all games that he played over 50 minutes, he averaged 52.7. Um, and he only breaks about two tackles, so he's only going to lose about two points there. So he might average around 50 points, and if he's priced at 44, he could be like a good mid-option who's not a premium. So if you're looking for someone a little bit of, you know, in the sort of the mid-area, mid mid-section of the of the pricing, 
Yeah. I think Jai Arrow could be a good option, actually. I, I really like him as a player. I think and he, he's only going to get better. He's, he's still, you know, he's relatively young. He's not too old. So I think he, he will go well. I've had him in, in and out of my team. And like, if, if he does start on the edge at the moment, he's only uh, mid, so he'll get that dual position and being at his price, it could be a, a good pickup for your team. Yes, I think so as well. I'm really considering getting him actually. Uh, and the last one I'll go with Cody Walker. He'll yeah, be the cool. main half this year Yep, with Adam Reynolds going. He's 631K. So that's priced at 51 and he averaged, he averaged 51 last year. So with the reduction in kick meters, you might think his score will drop down, but he only actually kicked for 113 kick meters last year on average. So it'll be interesting to see how many kick meters he actually gets in the trials. Mm. And if he, if he increases his kick meters because he's the senior half, his, his scoring mightn't be affected that much. And he does set up a lot of tries. He scored a lot of tries last year, had a really good run in the middle of the year, I think, or just, just after origin yep. when South made a big run. So he's someone who who can like score really big, but then he's also can score a couple of low games. He can, he can be, you know, out of some games. He's not really involved if he doesn't get, if they don't get possession. Yep. So he's, he's a bit of a risk, but I, I do like him. Maybe after the tough start, tough start to the season, you might be able to upgrade one of your cash cows to him because he might drop in price, upgrade to Cody Walker, and he might have a gun, gun scorer against like some of the weaker teams in the middle of the season. All right. Were you ready to move on to the Dragons, boys? I think so. Ready for the, the Red V. The Red V. Callum, all you, mate. All right. So the predicted team list, you got Tyrell Sloan at fullback, Cody Ramsey, and also Michele Ravalawa on the wings. Moses Suli, Zach Lomax should be the centers. At the moment, they've got Jaden Sullivan and Ben Hunt in the halves. Blake Laurie and Aaron Woods at the front row position. Andrew McCulloch at hooker. Jaden Sewer, Tarek Sims, on the edges, and Jack DeBellin at lock. On the bench, you've got Moses Mbai, George Burgess, Frankie Molo, and Jack Bird. All right, good team, good team. Okay, we're going to start off with you, mate. Yeah, mate, yeah. I'll, I'll first, first off, I'll say that the only difference to the side that I think will happen um, will be in the halves. I don't believe Jaden Sullivan will get the nod at uh, the number six. I think it'll be Talate Amon who will start instead. And also another... Uh, thing that might change in the team is also Jack DeVille and he might move to a front row position and Jack Bird might come in and play at lock. But I'll talk about first, I'll talk about Ben Hunt. So last year he averaged 57.2 points a game. At the moment he's got a break even of 54. He's currently priced at 675,000. So a little bit up there. He's only owned by 1.5% of people. And last year he was a decent scorer. Um, I think maybe this year's points might drop slightly with the new point scoring system, but he will be the, the main playmaker in the team and will probably get most of the kick meters in general play. Um, and look, he's, he's not really um, someone that's a running half and Amon, who should get the spot in front of Sullivan, is more of a running half. So I think Hunt will, like I said, get more kick meters and also... Um, should be a decent option as maybe a backup half in your final squad okay. at the end of the season. Another player I will talk about is uh, Jack Bird. He's currently priced at 535000 average 43.6 a game last year. He's got a break-even of 43, and he's owned by 9.3% of people. Jeez. So he's available at either center or edge, which is why I think he's um, owned by 9.3% of people at the moment. So it's a good... Good thing to have in your side. 
Um, he's played four games on the edge last season and had scores of 53, 54, 55, and 50 and played 80 minutes in all of them. So if he can get similar scores at lock, he will probably be a good person to um, have in your team as either a centre, which will probably be premium scores as a centre being in the 50s, um, or even as a, an edge player in your team. Uh, if he does get the start at lock, he probably will be a good buy. And look, I think, yeah, he'll be a good option to start um, in your team for the year. All right. Nick, over to you, mate. All right. Well, I'm not really interested in too many of the Dragons players. Who so is? Let, yeah, I don't know. No <laughs> one should be. <laughs> but I reckon they're getting the wooden spoon. I know Callum said Newcastle Knights, but I reckon the Dragons, to be honest. Anyway, I'll go with Zach Lomax. Centre. Was a gun centre two years ago, if you do remember. He's priced at 499k, which is a 40-point break-even. And his average last year was 38.5. He got injured in round eight last year and came back for the last four games of the season. Um, he only broke 1.4 tackles last year. And he's their goal kicker as well, um, which, is an, which is sort of important to, to think about in every team, like who's the goal kicker, because they they automatically get a few extra points than everyone else. But I think this year at the Dragons, I don't think... There's going to be got... too many opportunities to have goal shots, mate. Yeah, I, I don't think so. <laughs> they might not be scoring too many tries. <laughs> yeah, but last year when he played the whole game, which is what he usually does, he's averaged 41.5. So he's not... He's like he's a, a solid option at centre. Um, if you don't want to go like a premium option, like a Matt Burton or we had... You know, Jack Bird, he's 535K. Um, Zach Lomax could potentially be someone you pick up. In in 2020, he averaged 46.3. Um, so he he has got potential, but I don't think he's in, in the top echelon of centers anymore, or this season anyway. There's a couple of better options than him. So I'd probably avoid Zach Lomax. He's only in about 3% of teams at the moment, which is probably a good sign. That's where it should be at. I, I don't think you'd buy him. Um, to be honest, I don't have anyone else in the Dragons that I'm keen in at all. I might mention Tyrell Sloan. Okay. Um, he's priced at 500K as their fullback. Um, averages he is, averages 39.8. Averages 39.8. But it's important to realize that he, he relies a lot on his tries. And he had one game last year for only nine points where he played all 80. No. Uh-huh. So he's a very inconsistent player. Um, and I think his price too high, to be honest, um, at 500K. So I'd probably stay away from him as well. All right. I just got rid of him out of my team. <laughs> he was in my starting lineup. He has been gone. He's gone now. It's all good. Any other players, Nick? I've got no one. Callum, do you have anyone else? Yeah, I've got one more. Um, I did mention him earlier, the Teletai Amon. Um, he's in a lot of teams at the moment. He's in 19.3% of teams. Um, he's been in and out of mine as well. So at the moment, he's priced at 350000 Average 24.8 last year. Uh, last season, um, I believe he did play a few games um, from the interchange centre and also at 5'8 with Ben Hunt. Oh, sorry, whilst, whilst Ben Hunt was injured. Um, this season, he is up against, like I said, Sullivan for the halves partner with Hunt, but... 
last last um year, three games that he did play starting in the halves, he had scores of 71, 37 and 33. So if he can c- continue to score somewhat like that with a starting spot this year, then he might be a good cash cow to have in your team. Another person which I'm not overly interested in, but I will mention him um, just in case, is Jack DeBellin. Now, he's only one point, well, one 1% of um, teams at the moment. He's priced at 659000 and He's got an average of 48.9 points with a break-even of 53. Mm-hmm. He has been a gun fantasy scorer in the past. Um, but look, I don't think he'll be anywhere near what he was last year. Like we, we obviously, well, not last year, seasons before, um, we did see some glimpses of, um, of his scoring potential that he did have a few seasons ago where he scored 73 from 76 minutes, 46 from 80, 51, 66 and 78 from 80. But they're all at lock. And this year, if he starts at the, um, the front row spot and Jack Bird starts at lock, which is from the reports will be happening, then uh, he won't be an option because he um, scores a little bit uh, lower at front row than he does at lock. And the Dragons have a lot of forwards this year. So I don't really want to pick up anyone from the Dragons who plays in the middle at the moment. All right. Fair to say we're ready to move on? I think so. That is fair to say. Good. I'm glad. Next team we're going to be discussing. I think they're going to be in the top four this year. And that is the Roosters. I reckon they could win it this year. I think you could be right, Callum. Very yes. strong looking team. Uh, did you want to go through the potential starting lineup? Yeah. So no surprise. James Tedesco will be at fullback. Daniel Tupo and Joseph Sawali should be on the wings. Paul Mamorowski and Joey Manu will start in the centers. Sam Walker, Luke Keary in the halves. Jared Waria Hargraves and Lindsay Collins to start at the front row. Um, Connor Watson will start at nine. Um, Angus Crichton and Satili Tupanua will be the edge forwards with Victor Radley at lock. Renef Atoni will be the number 14. 15 will be Cecilia Takayaho. Uh, 16 will be Egan Butcher. And 17, last spot on the bench is Nat Butcher. Two things. One, how good does that half look and sound? Kiri and uh, Walker. What a combination they could potentially be. Have they have they played together before? I don't no. believe so. No. Kiri's done a lot of coaching with him, especially last season when Sam came into the side. But no, I don't think they've played together yet. No. I reckon they could be a dynamic duo. Uh, also, who didn't have Connor Watson in their team last year? I think a lot of people had him at the start of the season. And then Adam O'Brien just ruined him for for everyone and yep. he ruined the fun and then you had to decide whether to get rid of him or not. Yep. If he had any trades left, that was. That's exactly right. <laughs> All right. Uh, some really good players in there. Nick, mate, who do you think could be good potential players to have in your team? I think there's quite a few players, yep. actually. Um, I'll start with Angus Crichton. Uh, so he is mid and edge, dual position. Uh, he's 757K, so he's priced at 61. So he's right up the top echelon there on the mid-edges. Um, not quite as high as Payne Haas, uh, David Vita, who's an edge, uh, Cameron Murray as mid. They're about 780, 800. So he's just below them. 
Uh, he averaged 60 points last year in 80 minutes with 3.4 tackle breaks. So he, his scoring might reduce slightly. Um, he's just a consistent player, really. His highest score last year was 87, lowest score 36, which is probably a bit down. But he's really consistent there at the Roosters. I think he has good combinations with his, with his halves and his forwards now. He's really settled there. He's in the prime of his career right now. And the Roosters don't have a, a difficult start to the season. They've got Manly and then the Rabbits in round two and three. But apart from that, they have one of the easiest looking runs in the first eight to 10 weeks, I reckon. So he's someone who could score really, really well. Could be a gun. Like I'd probably get him at the end of the year if you don't have him at the start of the season. But he could be someone, if you want to save about 30K or 50K and not get those you know, those top echelon players right at the start of the season, you could go with Angus Crichton and save yourself 30K for, for someone else in your team to start the season. So I'd be looking at him. I'll also mention uh, Luke Keary, 750K, which is quite high for a half. I think he's about fourth highest on the list. You've obviously got Especially Cleary. for someone who's just coming back as well. Yeah, had a bit of, had a ACL injury last year after round three, I think it was. Um, yeah, he's priced at 60 points, break even. He averaged 63 points in those three games last year, but he had seven try assists in those three games. He was absolutely carving up him and James Tedesco. Um, he, only, he had 339 kick meters, so he'll probably reduce there by about three points, which will bring him back to his average of 60, where he's priced at. Um, it's important to note though, in, in 2020, he only averaged 44.2 points the previous season, which is not very good. Um, but I guess he's on the, he's on the improve. He's getting better. He's in the prime of his career as well. He has a good combination with T Tedesco and his forwards. And he's got Sam Walker with him now. So he'll have to take the responsibility again with leading the team around and kicking. I think um, you can, you can expect him to, to average, you know, those 60 points, I think, but, it's important to take into consideration, do you really want him in your team right at the end of the season? If you don't want him in your team right at the end of the season, like in your, in your two halves and probably one on a bench, I wouldn't pick him up. Because you've got, obviously, you've got Cleary, you've got Cherry Evans, you've probably got Jerome Hughes, uh, Keary, maybe Munster, mm. uh, probably the top five, maybe Ben Hunt there as well. That's six players. You've got to decide which three you want. But if you do want Keary... Um, you could probably put him in. As I said, he has a pretty easy run to the start of, in the start of the season, so he could score a lot of points as well. He could set up heaps of tries as well, like he did at the start last year. Cal, agree or disagree? No, oh, I agree, definitely. No, I, I don't think personally I'll be picking up Luke Kiry, but he will be uh, up there probably with the the best scorers in the half position. All right. Uh, what about the other half, Sam Walker? What do you think? Um, he's going to produce for fantasy this year. I'm not overly interested in Sam Walker this year at the moment. Don't really? think just, don't think he's going to be a potential cash cow. No, no, not this year. I think with Luke Keary coming back, Luke will just um, take pretty much all the all the kick meters and running of the team, and might leave Sam a little bit behind, and he'll probably drop in a few points, and he'll probably average, I think, in the 30s at the moment. That's interesting. Wow. Well, I haven't. Just before Callum mentions a few other players he wants, I, I reckon he might average around 45. I'm predicting him here, Cal. He, mm. In his games last year, only kicked 146 kick meters in those games where he 
was probably uh, when Luke Keary was out. Yeah. Um, and I think with Luke Keary next to him, he might be someone that just relishes the attack, like attacking opportunities he gets, and he'll have potential to score big. But as Callum was saying, he's probably worried about some some of those games where he misses a few tackles. You know, the the uh, the other the opposition team just running at him. Okay, that's what they'll probably try and do. So he might have a few low games. He's probably going to be either a really high score or a low score. So there is a bit of a risk there. And as as Callum said, he's probably not a, going to be a big cash cow this year. So yeah, it's 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 one you're, you're probably. If you're picking him up, you're only picking him up for the start of the season, maybe hoping he might make 100K and then maybe get rid of him. But you never know. He could have worked really hard on his defense and um, some other plays. Oh, I'm, sure the they'd have him in the, I'm sure they'd have him in the gym building yeah. strength and um, absolutely yeah. having forwards run at him so he can get uh, stronger with his defense. And, and with their he, easy run as well, he, he might start the season well. Yeah, and he's in like 6% of people's teams at the moment. So obviously people think, He's going to do okay, and look, he could, and he he will only get better as well. So, I just don't think he'll be someone that I'll be looking at to get into my team this year. With others, probably going to be better, unfortunately. Okay. All right. Uh, other players, Cal, go for it. Teddy James Tedesco. Yeah, cool. Price six hundred ninety-five thousand. Average fifty-eight points last year. And also at the moment has a break-even of fifty-six points. He's in thirteen point three percent of teams. Um, scores most of his points through attacking stats. He averaged 6.8 tackle busts a game last year, which obviously his points might drop slightly with the new scoring system because of that. Um, he played really well, as Nick said, uh, with Luke Keary when they were both in the side last year and they were, they were carving teams up. Um, I think he'll be in the top three come the end of the season for winger fullbacks to have in your team. Wow. Um, and with, with the run that the Roosters have, I know a lot of fantasy coaches are very interested in starting with him because if he can replicate what he did last year, he'll just go bang straight away. And he'll, he'll obviously have price rises and it might be a little bit difficult to get him in uh, after that. Um, but yeah, I, I think I'll probably be getting him in to my team after Origin, hopefully. Uh, and fingers crossed that the Roosters stay fit and firing and he can be someone that can uh, obviously score well again this year. Uh, another player that I'm interested in is Joey Manu. Okay. Uh, he is dual positioned with center and winger fullback. Uh, he's priced at 590,000, which is, I think he's the second most expensive center just behind Katoni Staggs, I believe. Um, average 48 points a game last season. He's got a break even of 47 points and he's currently owned by 8.4% of teams. Now, I think that's a little bit high uh, ownership. I didn't expect him to be um, in that many teams at the moment. Uh, I originally thought, though, that uh, because of the players coming back into the side, that he wouldn't be as involved in plays compared to last year. And um, I thought, obviously, that would result in him losing a few points and and dropping value. Um, but Robbo, he's come out, the coach of the Roosters, he's come out and said that uh, he'll be playing uh, as a roaming centre. So he's got the licence to move around the field and help in attack wherever he can. So he might have a similar role to what Tommy Turbo did in Origin last year. And obviously we saw how well uh, that worked out for the Blues, unfortunately mm. for us Queenslanders. Um, 
But yeah, if he can if he can be similar to how Tommy Turbo played, obviously Tommy Tommy Turbo's a a different player and he's very good. Joey Mano is also good, but I think um, if he can replicate what Tommy Turbo did in Origin, then he might be someone who could potentially score pretty consistently. And the fact that, as we've mentioned, the Roosters have an easy run, he could as as well be one of those players that start really, really well and, um, you know, could be a good pickup. But with his price, I think there's just better people to start the season off with at centre. And if if he does score consistently and you have um, enough cash to get him, I think ideally you'd want to pick him up during the origin period. Uh, another person that I'm interested in, and I'm not sure if Nick's got any notes of this person either, but it's Joseph Sawali. Now he's currently owned by 20.4% of people. He's also dual positioned at centre and winger fullback. Uh, he's priced at 350000 And last year he averaged 27 points and he's got a break even of 28 at the moment. So he's a young up-and-coming star at the Roosters. I think this year, well, obviously that they're predicting him to start uh, on a wing. But I think this year he'll probably be someone who might go to the next level. Um, he played one game last year on the wing and scored 30 points. And that was without a try, so it's good base stats. Um, if he does get more attacking stats, which he should, considering... Uh, the start of the season for the Roosters and you know being on a wing in a, a pretty strong side. They they normally score quite well and score heaps of tries. So if he can do that and keep those same base stats, then he might be someone who could be a decent cash cow to have in your side. Good call. Nick, agree or disagree? Uh, I mean, he's a really good prospect of a player. Um, he didn't set the world on fire last year when he played those five games, but as you said, he's going to be improving this year um my only concern is there's probably three people battling for that one position so you got Sawali, yeah. you've got kevin naguama and you've got billy smith all probably pushing for that one wing spot because i'm assuming daniel tupo is going to have the other one and then you've got momorowski and manu in the centers so my only concern is if is like job security. If he's going to keep his position for every game or if he's going to come in and out of games, because if he starts coming in and out of games, then he's going to be a cash cow that doesn't make a hundred K in five weeks. It'll be 10 weeks before he makes any money, you know? So that's my only concern with him. So I do like him, but I'm not, I'm not sold on him just because I don't know if he's actually going to start in the wing. I guess we'll find out uh, come week one, I guess what the, the, the team's going to be. Okay. Any final players from the Roosters that we want to discuss briefly before we move on? Well, I think we've covered pretty much everyone. Yeah, I just... Connor Watson's owned by, what, 7% of teams. Mm. He's starting hooker first week because Sam Verrills is out suspended. Oh, okay. Um, he's 647K, which is a lot. So he, he's going to be starting on the bench, coming on, playing like lock or hooker, probably, probably hooker is um, taking over from Sam Verrills. I don't think he's going to score near, near where he's priced at. So I, I wouldn't get him Connor Watson this year. A different year, mate. Last year, everyone, pretty much everyone had Connor Watson. Now this year, don't even think about it. All right. Uh, I think it's going to be a good year for the Roosters as well. Next team we're going to talk about are the West Tigers. Final team to talk about. The final team. Yes. Oh. 
I don't know how they're going to perform. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They're going to finish ninth this year or somewhere else? You know, (laughs) they're pretty consistent with that, aren't they? They are, mate. They are. Cal, take it away. Okay, so you got Dane Laurie at fullback, uh, David Nofaluma on one wing and Stafford Toa on the other. Oliver Gildart and Ken Mamalo might get the centre positions. Jackson Hastings and Luke Brooks should be the halves. Uh, Stefano Uto Ikamano will be one of the front rowers with James Tamo as the other. Jacob Little will be hooker. Uh, Luke Garner, Luciano Lelua will be the second rowers. And Alex Trowell will finish the team at lock. On the bench, you've got Tyrone Peachy, Thomas McKayley, Sean Bloor, which we know now won't be happening, unfortunately. Mm. Um, and Joe Offerhengawi. All right. How come Tyrone Peachy isn't starting? I think Madge will probably want to use him similar to what Holbrook did last year and just be someone that's pretty versatile. He can play in many positions off the bench just in case an injury happens. Okay. And he's got, yeah, obviously provides good impact as well off the bench. All right. And Cal, mate, did you just want to keep going? And are there a couple of players in there who you think could be good ones? Yeah, there's only a couple. Yeah. Um, I'm not overly too interested in West Tigers this year. Mm. Um, but one of the, the main players is Stefano Uto Ikamano. So he's currently owned by 19.2% of uh, coaches. He's priced at 557000 Average 43.6 points a game last year, and he's got a break-even of 45 points. So he's in the mid-position, obviously. Um, he's someone who a lot of coaches are interested in. Played round 18 to 25 last season, starting at prop. So prior to that, he was coming off the bench and also in and out of the team. But those games that he started from round 18 to 25, he had scores of 62, 44, 56, 65, 53, 43, 68, and 55. Now, he did score in three of those games, which obviously helps him in terms of fantasy. Uh, But he also had really good base stats as well. So he was getting almost 30-plus tackles um, from those games. And I think in one of them, he actually had 53 tackles. And that was the last game where he got 55 points. So he didn't, didn't do a great deal else than tackle in that game. But he can, does show that he can rack up the tackles, which is obviously good mm. to have as a fantasy player. Also, he gets a few tackle busts here and there. Nothing too high, though. So I don't think that his points will drop at all, really. They might, obviously, everyone's will probably vary slightly. But last season in those games, I think he only had a maximum of five tackle breaks. So, yeah, it shouldn't drop too much. Um, had good run meters as well, over 100 meters in those games. Uh, obviously, helps with the base stats. But, yeah, his his minutes as well in those games were, were pretty decent. And I think they were in the mid-60s. So, if he can do similar to that again this year, and I think he might actually get potentially more because he's got a big motor on him similar to Payne Haas he could be a good scorer and like coaches will be hoping that uh, he averages similar minutes with that as long as Madge doesn't impact the team list as much as what he did last year yep thanks for coaches um, but like yeah he's he's the marquee forward now if he can continues to get the mid 60 minutes then he should get mid mid to high 50s for his point scoring uh, and yeah if that's the case then there's clearly a good upside to him and he should be someone that you should consider to having your starting team. So a tip for coaches this year is to look at teams that probably won't be scoring many points when it comes to offense, but getting good defenders that will make plenty of tackles because that's how you can also get a lot of points. Is that right? Yeah, definitely. So teams that struggle with attack and you know that they'll probably be defending a little bit more. Mm. Some of those mids might be a decent option, obviously, if they have the ability to break tackles as well and can play good minutes and they should get decent tackles as well and have good base stats and that'll result in a, 
a good pickup for your team. All right, sounds good. Cal, any other players before we move on to Nick? Yeah, I'll just say one more. Adam Dewey. Okay. Now, he's not available, I don't think, until the middle of the season with a knee injury. Uh, last season, though, at the end of last season, he was scoring really, really well and was a good um, pod pickup for those coaches who could get him in before the finals. So he's currently priced at 670000 uh, average 55.1 points a game last year and has a break even of 54. Now, I'm surprised he's in, uh, like, obviously, he's only in 0.3% of teams, but I don't know why you'd have him in at the moment considering he's not going to be playing until the middle of the season. So if those coaches are listening, get him out of your side, spend the money elsewhere. He's dual position at half and winger fullback, which is always good. Uh, not sure where he'll play when he comes back into the side, though, uh, this year once he recovers from his injury because uh, they have Jackson Hastings, who's come to the club, and Luke Brooks. So if they're both playing well, then I think he'll probably play in the centres and he doesn't score as well there. And like, obviously you just don't know though, like I mentioned earlier, Madge last year just changed the team list like almost every game. And I think he just wanted to annoy fantasy coaches, to be honest. So it's a bit of a roller coaster owning any West Tigers and I'd probably be staying clear except for Stefano. Interesting. Nick, are there any other players that you can think of? Mate, there's a few. Uh, I love the West Tigers. Uh, oh, okay. I love them. Right we'll go chance. with uh, we'll go with a center option base price, William Kai. I think his last name's pronounced. So he's two hundred and twenty k priced at eighteen. Now he hasn't played a game yet. He is tipped from my sources to start at center, but he has a bit of competition there. Obviously, there's Oliver Gildart, who's an overseas signing from uh, England, isn't he? Yeah, from yeah. England. Yeah, and then. Uh, Fox have got Ken Mamalo playing center and then mm. putting Stafford Tower on the wing, which means it could happen. Or I think this uh, William Kai will play center and possibly Mamalo on the wing or Toa. Um, but again, the risk is here that he doesn't have a spot every week. Like Madge does like to change the team list around a little bit, as Callum said. So he's a risk, but he is base price, 220K. Um there was a player from West Tigers last year who came in on the centre or the wing. I think, Callum, you might remember his name. He, his name escapes me at the moment, but he got negative one points after his first week. What, Zach, uh, Zach Sini? Yes, that's him. Now you're Sini, now you don't. Yeah. From one week out the other. <laughs> that's right. So he could be one of those players, uh, William Kai, or he could be a decent cash cow option if he keeps his spot. As you said, Adam Dewey's out of the team till half the year, so he's not. Mm-hmm. there's no risk of him coming back into the centre that's pushing him out of the team. So he could be someone to look at, William Kai, if you're short of money in the centers, cash cow option possibly. I also want to talk about the two halves to finish off. Uh, so we've got Luke Brooks and Jackson Hastings. So we'll start with Luke Brooks, 590K, priced at 47. Uh, he averaged 51.4 last year with 2.3 tackle breaks and 285 kick meters. Now, Brooksy is obviously going to be the halfback and he, he's a senior player now. Well, he's probably still in his prime. He's in his late 20s now, I, th- I think. So he's had a lot of experience under his belt now, Brooksy, and everyone's talking him up. You know, he's got a big things there happening at West Tigers. You know, everyone puts the faith in him. You know, Madge talks Brooksy up, and I think he's a good player. Mm. I think he will get a lot of the kicking compared to Jackson Hastings. Jackson Hastings, when he did play in the NRL in around 2015 and 16, he, he didn't kick a lot. 
Um, so I think Brooksy will get a lot of the kicking. What do you see, like a 70-30 split, Nick, for kicking? I think so, yeah. Just looking yeah. at looking at Hastings' stats, um, he didn't really kick much at all when he played 5-8. Uh, but but mm. when Hastings played halfback, he sort of kicked a lot more, which you'd expect. But when Hastings played 5-8, he hardly kicked at all back then. So I think Brooks will get a lot of the kicking. He's going to be the main ball player in the first half of the season, I guess, until Adam Dewey comes back, probably. He's going to be the main point of their attack. And the West Tigers' run at the start of the season is actually not that difficult. They've got Storm first first up. Then after that, they've got Knights, Warriors, Titans, Sharks. So not... not Sounds pretty tough to me. <laughs> I don't know. Are you talking about the Titans there, round four? Storm and Titans, yeah, mate. Storm and Titans, I guess. But I mean, it's it's not a horror run to start the season. So, Brooksy Brooksy has the potential to score score large if he gets a, a try, a try assist. You know, gets his kick meters up there. Um, it might be a risk though. He's only five hundred ninety k though, so he's again a discounted discounted option. A bit like you know, as I mentioned, Cody Walker. Maybe he might be someone who can make make some money, and then you can upgrade him halfway through the season, maybe. Mm, and okay. then Jackson Hastings, who's 450k, uh, only priced at 36. Uh, when he played at 5'8 in 2016, when he was back in, in the NRL, he averaged 38 and a half. As I said, he didn't kick much. And he played some games at halfback where he averaged 44.3, which is nearly 10 points above his price point. But I don't think he'll get that as many kick meters as he got in those those, those games. So He's someone who's probably going to average in the 40s for the first half of the season, which is about a five-point um, uptick from where his break-even price is. So Jackson Hastings could be could be someone who might be a cash cow option, especially if he gets involved in the attack. Um, we'll probably have to check the trials, though, see see if he definitely is playing in the halves, which I think he is, yeah. and just see what his involvement is. But he, he could be someone who makes about 100K as well at the start of well, the season. He's also a decent... Um defender from memory as well i think he doesn't normally miss too many tackles so and that's pretty rare in halves normally they miss a few so if he can be someone and obviously in a team that might struggle with attack he could be having a lot of forwards run at him if he can tackle them and not uh, drop any points by missed tackles he could you know get good base stats on top of any attacking um plays that they do as well yeah i agree i think he's definitely gonna make some money at the season probably mm. good stuff speaking of trials they're coming up very very shortly and because all of the previous episodes that we've done, we no longer have any uh, more teams to talk about. So we're changing it up a little bit. Callum, what's in store for episode five of Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast? Right, yeah, episode five. So we'll be going over, um, obviously, the trial games and we'll be discussing who played well, what roles they did, um, how many minutes they played for, and we'll probably look at the rotations as well from the bench. Uh, we'll also be discussing our best players as well as cash cows in each position to start the season off with as well. Very important episodes coming up. Also, some fun news. We have got an Instagram page up and running. Thanks to Nicholas. Well done, mate. Good stuff on that. Do you remember the name of our Instagram page? I do remember the name. Good, mate. What is it? Three Blokes NRL Fantasy. Pretty standard. Pretty, pretty easy, easy to remember. <laughs> pretty easy to remember. Three blokes NRL fantasy. All right. So now we've got an Insta. We've got Facebook. What are you waiting for? Go and jump on. Uh, 
give us a follow and we are also taking questions. So you can message us anytime if there's anything that you want to know regarding your team, possibly a player that you're not too sure on, just ask us and we can possibly talk about it in a future episode or we'll contact you and let you know our thoughts. Boys, another episode done and dusted. Those are the 16 teams done. Just quickly, top four predictions. I'm going to start with Callum. Throw you under the bus, mate. Top four, go. So I'm going to say Roosters, Panthers. uh, I'll also say Melbourne and also Manly. Interesting. Nicholas. Well, I have the same four teams, actually. (laughs) um, Panthers. Oh, I think. Uh, Roosters, Manly, and Storm. I agree. Wow. I'll go in order as well. Gold Coast Titans, Roosters, Panthers, and Storm. You can even say the Titans without laughing. (laughs) I heard heard that laugh. I heard that. Uh, Because I I, I thought you guys were going to laugh. That's why I was laughing. I was like, oh, brilliant. Okay, whatever. All right. That's it for this episode. Nick, take it away with our outro. The outro for Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast for episode four is catch you next episode. Love it.